Greetings and welcome to On Frame, conversation about arts in Saskatoon with host Alejandro. You are listening to CFCR 90.5 FM in Saskatoon or streaming live around the world on cfcr.ca. You can listen to our past programs, the podcast on Frame Radio, or like us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our guest for tonight is Leah Taylor from the Kenner Dyke Campus. They're having an awesome exhibition. It's all women. Good evening, Leah. How are you today? Hi, good evening. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about this new exhibition? Yes, actually, you know, this one is actually going to be in the college art galleries at the university. Um, and it's two separate spaces, the College Art Gallery 1 and 2. Um, the exhibition is called Material Girls, and it is actually opening this Friday, February 3rd at 7.30 p.m. Um, and so Material Girls is actually curated by um, the, the curatorial team at the Dunlop Art Gallery in Regina. Um, and the three curators in this exhibition is Blair, Blair Fornwald, Jennifer Matotech, and Wendy Pert. Um, and so it's an uh, exhibition with 24 artists that are all female, and the curatorial team is all female as well. And really, uh, with, hence the title Material Girls, it's um, kind of a tongue-in-cheek title, but really it's about uh, women taking up space. And so it's um, national and international artists, and they're all from varying uh, points in their career as well. There's some senior artists as well as emerging artists and um, two artists from Saskatchewan. So uh, when you mean international artists, are they Canadian that live abroad or abroad that uh, were selected for to be in this exhibition? Um, yeah, it's selected to be in the exhibition. There's several artists, especially from the United States. Um, and I believe there's one artist that is Canadian working internationally currently, as well as many are showing internationally. But um, there actually is some international artists in the exhibition. So, and in terms of uh, their cultural backgrounds, um, it's, it's a really sort of expansive representation of cultural backgrounds as well. So we will we will have uh, all different themes uh, as well as different representation. It's very inclusive, is what I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And also, it's very diverse in materials. So if mm-hmm. you can uh, tell us a little bit, it, it, material girls that yeah. could be a word, a place, a play on words, a materialistic world. It's materialistic, or it mm-hmm. just a reference with the kind of material that the ladies are. That are created in this exhibition. Is there any reference to the materials, or is the mm-hmm. reference to what the girls, or is it a reference of uh, the song "Material Girl"? Right. Um, well, the song "Material Girls" isn't necessarily referenced, but I think putting the contemporary spin on it is, you know, therefore directly referencing the idea of "Material Girls" being a feminist song. So the work really it does explore materials and process in art making and contemporary art, um, but the idea of uh, material culture comes into it as well. And so um, one of the curators, uh, Blair Farnwald, wrote a really great essay for the exhibition catalog. And she talks a lot about the idea of uh, the materials, the way that uh, artists are working in terms of decoration and these ideas of decorative arts and how that has been sort of synonymous with female art in particular or the domestic space as being a decorative space. And so they're really challenging that. And in terms of uh, the work is often 
um, from a distance, you were you saw some of you had a preview of the exhibition. Yes. Um, some of the works from a distance may appear to be decorative or cra- made of craft material, but then when you get closer, the image sort of reveals itself or the it sort of turns itself on its head. And so some of the pieces are actually very highly political or sexual or exploring some of the more difficult issues within sort of our social culture. But they may appear sort of beautiful from afar. And when you get closer, they kind of reveal there's more to it. That's very interesting because mm-hmm. uh, if, if we talk about uh, the title and the and, and that metaphor that mm-hmm. of, of revealing when you get close, mm-hmm. isn't that a very humanistic way of, of, of life that uh, we mm-hmm. perceive uh, things in the total? But when we just go to the micros and mm-hmm. we do a microscopic uh, viewing of every different thing it, mm-hmm. it start becoming uh, a different story start becoming something more relevant and more personal as well yeah yeah exactly and and the personal really comes into some of the pieces as well um one of the works is by artist uh sarah ann johnson and it's called dripping rainbow um and this one is actually photographs that she's then altered and uh basically uh painted over top of or added other elements to the photographs. And so um, they're sort of sensual photographs of people laying in bed together. And apparently these are actually sort of friends and acquaintances that she's asked to pose in these. But then through her application of adding these other layers and sort of changing it into this sort of these artworks versus just a document of people laying together, they actually become more intimate and almost more complex in a way that you want to get to them a little you want to access the image through these layers of paint and so they require a closer read they pull you in more with these extra layers rather than just looking like a sort of intimate moment it almost makes them more intimate through these layers of paint how do you curate an exhibition with so many themes so many different uh, views of of uh, of life uh, very different political views or or are all uh, very hardcore feminist uh, protesting uh, females that mm-hmm. uh, uh, what was the connection between all these artists probably that's more a question for a for a curator but uh, if mm-hmm. you have any idea or or any guidance on on, on to what was the direction taken to select these artists mm-hmm. Well, I think that um, I can't say exactly their reasoning in terms of what ultimately like was the tipping point of them bringing these works together. But I mean, just the fact that they're all female artists to begin with, I think would have been a sort of intricate um, or intrinsic part of the curation, I should say. Um, but also, I think the fact that they're all working in this very material way, which is, again, playing on the title. Um, there's everything from sculpture to video, um, again, photograph, as I just mentioned, painting. It's sort of all mediums, but they're all de- certainly challenging their medium and pushing it. And, um, and often they are pushed into realms where it may employ something that feels somewhat decorative or, as I mentioned, domestic and things that are definitely challenging this more of a feminist notion behind them. Um, And then, of course, the idea of uh, body politics and sort of physical and sexual identity, I think, 
th those are all the larger strands that I think hold the exhibition together um, that you will certainly find when you walk in. Um, another thing that's really exciting that we haven't necessarily done to this degree in the past is painting literally every wall, painting and wallpapering all of the walls in the exhibition. So um, that alone really pulls these sort of disparate works together. Visually, I think by by applying all these sort of very overtly visceral female colors to everything as a backdrop on the walls really ties the exhibition together. This is uh, an exhibition that is in transit. Uh, mm -hmm. How did uh, you manage to get this exhibition to come to Saskatoon? If you can tell us a little bit mm -hmm. uh, 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 the process of, of you as one of the curators to the university galleries, mm -hmm. how do you approach this person, how long it takes? Because a lot of people don't understand that uh, what means to have mm -hmm. an in-transit exhibition and how intrinsic this exhibition is, how complex it is, mm -hmm. and all the artist rights that you need to, uh, copyrights and all those paperwork that needs yeah. to come to consideration in order for this to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of that work, the heavy lifting of, you know, pulling the works together from each of the artists and doing the studio visits um, was done by the curators. But uh, once it was going on tour, I mean, obviously, there's an opportunity for galleries to sort of buy into the exhibition tour. Um, the exciting part is, is they've produced a really beautiful publication that accompanies the exhibition. Um, and so as part of the tour, we get to also distribute and be part of the, the um, publication. But the exhibition has been to Toronto. Um, it was at the University of Toronto Galleries, um, Doris McCarthy in Scarborough. And it was also at um, the Contemporary Calgary Gallery in Calgary. Uh, and of course, the Dunlop Art Gallery in Regina was the initial inaugural exhibition for this. And they are the ones producing and touring the show. And they're connected with uh, the Regina Public Library. So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. This is in, in terms of curatorial. The idea and the fundings came from Saskatchewan. Is that mm -hmm. correct? That's correct. And the cu curators are from mm -hmm. Saskatchewan. They're not from Saskatoon, but they're from the sister mm -hmm. city, the Queen City of Regina, yes. which is we are all part. We're all integrated and we are in this big community. Mm -hmm. And so then why this exhibition went far east? first and then came back uh, to Saskatchewan after? Uh, you know, those are those are not necessarily um, the most sort of sensical logistical reasons. Um, often it depends on what your programming looks like and how it's going to fit into your programming. So unfortunately, tours sometimes go east and then west and then back to the central. Like it, it's supposed to really go in one line across the country, but um, it did come from Regina to us. So, so they had it in holdings for a short period of time between all these tours. Um, but I know many people, I've talked to many people in uh, cities all over Canada that have had a chance to see the exhibition and there's been a really amazing response. I think that it's a really such an exciting uh, topical and political exhibition. And I mean, what better time to show an all-female exhibition? I mean, really in terms of having the recent women's marches across uh, the world, really. I, I think our timing is actually quite impeccable, and that's somewhat happenstance, but also this idea of feminist work, you know, I think it's, it's not going to need to go away anytime soon. How do you think this will impact uh, the female mm -hmm. uh, 
the female uh, community of artists in Saskatchewan. Well, do you think this exhibition empowers them to do more work and that relates to this? Because we don't see a lot mm -hmm. of this work uh, touring around in mm -hmm. like this one. Um, well, I mean, I think I hope so. I think that, um, you know, maybe this is a broad statement, but I think in general the art community has always had a pretty... Uh, politicized view and has always inserted itself in ways that's somewhat critical maybe before the general public is ready to even receive these ideas. Um, but I think in terms of being at a university and having an art school on campus and uh, in general just having a student population, I really think that for students this will be a really interesting exhibition. Be it's also just really exciting. It's a bit sort of in your face and over the top and I think that just draws people in the door immediately. And so uh, my hope is, is that it touches on many different um, sort of interdisciplinary connections that will allow students to really engage with the work. How long this exhibition will be in the city? Um, it's going to be up until, sorry, I got to look at my dates here. Um, February 3rd is the opening at 7.30 p.m. And, and everybody's welcome. It's open to oh. all the people from Canada. Exactly. Free and open to the public and everyone is invited. Um, and it's up until April 21st. So th it has a pretty good run with us and there's lots of time to come and see it in the gallery spaces as well. What is the cost of putting out an exhibition like that? Can you talk about that or? Um, well, you know, they vary. They're based on usually they're sort of prorated and based on a contract that you do with the gallery. If it's on tour that you do with the hosting gallery. Um, and then there's, you know, costs that may pop up that vary a little bit. But yeah, I'm not sure I should really say. Okay. But, you know, in, in terms of, it's pretty standardized, really, like across sort of the board, there's a certain rate that's pretty similar for exhibitions of that scale and caliber. So then uh, mm. for exhibitions like this, you need to write grants in order to get the funding in order yeah. to bring them in. Yeah, I mean, we write grants based on our programming in general and then so it it supports exhibitions like this that allow us to really you know have 24 incredible Canadian and international artists all in one venue it's it's uh, I think it's really important for our city to be have exposure to these these works this is very important mm -hmm. for our audience to understand that these exhibitions require a lot of logistics a lot of coordination so uh, this is a very complex uh, mm -hmm. exhibition. I was I had a pick uh, last week, and it's quite beautiful. It's it's quite exciting. I haven't seen many things like this in Saskatoon in a little while, and but it's very also complicated the mm -hmm. way the space works. How mm -hmm. do you adjust the space of this work? for these two different spaces that you have here, mm -hmm. uh, which is different than the gallery in, in, in Regina. Yeah, well, in Regina, um, this exhibition, um, when it was at the Dunlop Gallery, its original space, their gallery is about half of the size of ours. So it was a lot, it was a lot more dense. Um, it was very over the top and, you know, it was sort of a, a, an artwork at every turn. It's a little airier and there's a little more breathing room between pieces in our space. But um, I guess we just know our floor plan and our space quite well. So you can kind of imagine how to fill the space with individual works. And there's certain pieces that are video projections that take up a whole room, for example. And so that sort of breaks the show up a little bit into different sections as well. Um, but we did work with the curator who came and, you know, helped work on 
the coordination of where things would go. And we spent, you know, two weeks painting the walls and preparing for the work just to be installed. So, yeah, there was a lot of background logistics for sure. So in these instances uh, that the artists are not uh, involved in the mounting mm -hmm. of the exhibitions, do, do some of them require certain particularities when they exhibit their work in, 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 in collectives like this? Um, yeah, certainly. Some pieces are a little bit more straight ahead. It might be a painting, so therefore we hang it according to height. Um, but for example, uh, Raphael de Groot's work, um, she's a Montreal-based artist, and she typically goes to each space to install the piece herself. It's a very complicated sculptural work that hangs at various levels. Um, I, ho I hope everyone comes to see it. It's a really fantastic piece, and it, it also has a video that accompanies it. Um, and the video is of her performing the piece at the Venice Biennale. Um, and so she's sort of on this, uh, she's on the canal um, going up and down in Venice performing the piece. And so it really brings context to the work as well and how it's traveled. Um, but she typically would be here to install. Um, I just spoke with her today and we did a Skype conversation and phone calls and emails, sending images. And that's how we work around her not being there for installing the work. Um, but she's doing a residency in a really remote part of Quebec, um, where there's approximately 85 people. <laughs> and so she's between there and Montreal, and just it's uh, a really sensitive residency that she couldn't leave. Um, so she, we essentially, yeah, through Skype and all various forms of media, have been able to communicate on how to properly install it. So, you know, it's not always easy, and sometimes people do need to be involved and just can't be here. We work around it. And uh, other question that comes to mind, uh, because, again, it's uh, these traveling exhibitions uh, have a lot of, uh, creates a lot of interest. Do you find that audiences are more prone to go to galleries when you have a collective mm -hmm. of, uh, of artists that are uh, not from Saskatchewan? Um, I think it brings in um, interest, certainly. I, I think it just depends. I mean, there can be a solo exhibition of one artist, possibly local, and, you know, people will also will have the same amount of people come to that. So, um, but I think given that there's so many artists that people may or may not be familiar with in this exhibition, they'll be, they may come for someone and see, uh, you know, 21 other artists that they're interested in. Um, there's some really fantastic pieces. There's an artist from Portland named Marie Watt. Um, and so she, her piece is called Skywalker Skyscraper. And essentially it's uh, like a totem that is a, a steel beam. And then over the steel beam, there's a, there's a whole bunch of wool receiving blankets. And so her piece is speaking to uh, her Iroquois background and it has some indigenous design principles involved in it. But mostly the steel beam is referencing um, how Iroquois men would, um, when putting up a lot of larger buildings and skyscrapers, would walk along the steel beams without any harnesses and sort of risking their life to put up these structures at a very low pay. And so, you know, there's different reference points. And um, given that she is um, an American artist, you know, she's bringing a sort of interesting perspective to uh, Saskatchewan anyway in terms of her indigenous background and uh, not having this uh, all these artists are not gonna be here mm -hmm. for the opening mm -hmm. or during the exhibition 
but I understand that the curators will be here for for the opening. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what to expect the day of the opening? Yeah, yeah. So we will have, uh, again, Blair Fornwald, Jennifer Meadowtech, and Wendy Pert. Um, the curators will all be here. And they're going to be speaking at 7.30 p.m. And just it's going to be sort of a brief introduction, but they're going to be around all evening to speak about the works. Um, we're hoping to bring them back again later in March and one or all of them to do a, a little more of a talk tour around the exhibition. And so that'll be advertised. And we're also intending to bring artist Amy Malbouf for a performance. She is in the exhibition, but um, does a por performance that accompanies the work that she's showing. Um, she's very busy, and so we're trying to sort of nail down a date. And it'll be fantastic to have her here. I know she currently has a piece up at AKA Gallery, okay. and she has shown at Wanuskewin Galleries in the past. I think Felicia Gay was the first person to bring her to Saskatoon. So she, ha she has had some time around here, but I don't think she's done a performance. So we'd be really excited to have her here. That would be awesome, and mm -hmm. I will open this forum for for you to bring her and to talk yeah. about the work and mm -hmm. any any times that you're interested or any of your uh, curators or, or what's not. Uh, that's why we are here, and right. uh, so I just wanted to keep that conversation and that mm -hmm. uh, floor open and this space open for the community. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have another question. Sure. Uh, there's a beautiful book. Uh, would the book be for sale or is mm -hmm. it, uh, what is the cost of the book? How can people acquire it? Uh, certainly, yeah. So the book is, oh, yeah, the book is called Material Girls and it's the exhibition catalog and it is um, very reflective of the exhibition. It's sort of uh, full of images and um, it's very dense. There's some really important critical essays written in here by the curators. And it is $29.95. So we'll have some copies available at the gallery for sale. I think they may be on Amazon as well, but I'll have to look into that. Um, but I'll certainly post a link on our Facebook page where people can get in touch and or end our purchase from our website. So That's, that's good. Um, it's very colorful. Mm -hmm. The exhibition has lots of color, lots, lots of, of color, yeah. lots of texture, <laughs> <laughs> lots of images. There's some nudity in the exhibition as well, but you need to find it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There's certainly some more slightly explicit pieces, but it's all quite subtle. And I think that, um, I think that you know, without it being totally pointed out, people may even walk past it. So um, there's some some really really great works, and the wallpaper itself is actually uh, designed. There's wallpaper in two of the spaces, and it's designed by one of the artists. And so that also has sort of a, a body reference and uh, reference to sexuality. And so it, it's subtle, but because it looks like a pattern. So uh -huh. if you if, if a parent wants to come with a daughter, a young mm -hmm. daughter that want to become an artist, but she's mm -hmm. a, a minor, mm -hmm. do you recommend that they will take in to, to see this exhibition? I certainly would. Yeah. It's the human body. Absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and I just but I just want to ask the question because some exhibitions don't allow children, you know, mm -hmm. because of the content. I mm -hmm. didn't see anything uh, that would be too provocative that uh, it's provocative in other ways. Yeah. It's not provocative in a, in a, in a visually sexual mm -hmm. manner mm -hmm. or taken out of context, but because of the references yeah. and some of the images, 
are are references to body parts exactly. uh, people might take it out of context so it's good to just advise people totally. that there's some of this you need to find it mm -hmm. because you might not even see it mm -hmm. well i know uh the dunlop gallery had you know uh some parts sectioned off a little more and they had a sign up and you know uh, they are part of a public library but being part of a university gallery I think it's you know within our sort of um, mandate to have more challenging work that um, I think is we don't really censor and there's there is some challenging pieces but I think that you know parents want to preview the exhibition before they go and that might be a, the best way for them to decide on that themselves. Yeah, but again, uh, it's, that up, it, it's good to be exposed. And I needed totally. to ask the question because yeah. some people might get offended for nothing. Yeah. Others uh, just embrace that. And we cannot assume that mm -hmm. everybody is just okay with it. We just need to just yeah. talk about it because this brings other conversations to about our own sexuality and our own personality and mm -hmm. m many taboos that we all have as a society. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what makes this exhibition even more interesting than mm -hmm. any other that I have seen in the in the last couple of years in Saskatoon. Oh, great! Yeah, no, it's it certainly has some challenging points within it, and I think, I think the curators did a fine balance of in including works that may be more challenging, along with works that maybe have like a more sort of organically beautiful artistic presence, and I think that balance is what really brings it together. Any, we are almost getting to the end of the mm -hmm. of the program. Do you have any remarks, any last uh, comments, or mm -hmm. anything that you just want to share that we haven't talked? Um, sure. Well, I'm really excited for this exhibition, and I do encourage people again to come to the opening on fr this Friday at 7:30. Um, and I guess the other thing I was interested in bringing up is that the Kenderdine Art Gallery, which um, is our third exhibition space. It's on the second floor of the agriculture building. And um, that exhibition is called Towards Action, and it was going to be opening um, on February 21st. And so there isn't going to be an opening reception for that, but it will be open to the public, and I'm the curator of that exhibition. And it is based on works from our collection, but um, Towards Action is basically unpacking ideological... Um, sort of modern anarchist theories and addressing authoritarianism and these shaped constructs in society, contemporary society. So you, we <laughs> have a date. Uh, we need to talk about that, <laughs> that one coming, coming exhibition yeah. around the 20th. Yeah, that sounds great. And it's, you know, a sort of interesting collection of contemporary artists from our collection. But again, the timing of it just sort of kind of works because it's yeah. this idea of political action moving towards action in art and again what a more timely uh, framework for this exhibition because really I think that political action is happening every day on our streets based on our current situation. That's great and the two galleries the three galleries will be open yeah. that night so you can do a, a, the every person that comes can do and do the tour of the of all the galleries the kinderdine and the galleries of the college is that right well actually the kinderdine is opening sorry the kinderdine is opening on 
the 21st. So it won't be open that night, but they can do the two college galleries and then come back and we'll, we'll we're going to be doing something at a later date at the Kenderdine, like an afternoon Perfect. Reception. So, so the, yeah. the Museum of Antiquities would be open as well or would that be closed? They may be. I'm not totally sure. Their evening hours, I'm not sure about. But they are across the hall from us in the College Gallery in the Peter McKinnon building. And they're generally open regular hours. So people should check them out as well. Parking and how to get there. <laughs> That's the challenge. Um, for our opening, I would recommend for people to park in the parking lot that is by the PAC, which is the physical activity complex, where you might go to see any U of S Husky basketball type games. That's the best, easiest, closest parking lot to and us. Cross the cross the bridge and then just go to the gallery? Well, there's that parking lot or there's one even closer. You don't have to cross the bridge. It's just right in front of the pack. So there's, there's several pay parks and there's meters around. But yeah, you still have to pay on Friday nights. So I know we're a little tricky to find, but I would encourage people to park in one of those lots and you'll have easy access to us. And uh, if you have any questions about how to get there or where the University of Saskatchewan is in Saskatoon, <laughs> just go online, mm -hmm. University of Saskatchewan, and you will find the, the galleries. Uh, mm -hmm. It's in the McKinnon building. That's closer, yeah. very close to the, to the bowl. Yeah. And uh, there's a big uh, theater inside there, yeah. an, acti an activity center. So it's uh, it's in the basement, isn't it? Yeah, we have one on the main floor and one in the lower floor of our galleries. And so, yeah, it's it's Peter McKinnon Building has Convocation Hall in as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So then it would be at 7.30 in, and the reception would be in, in both floors or just the top floor? Um, 7.30, it'll be starting in the lower floor and then the reception will carry into both so people can see the exhibition in its entirety perfect thank you for coming and and thank look forward you. to see the people just blasting the doors and going <laughs> to see this amazing exhibition thank we you we hope so great thank you for having me thank you for listening to on frame radio on cfcr 90.5 fm in saskatoon or streaming live around the world on cfcr.ca if you like the show please drop your comments on facebook twitter or share a photo on instagram on frame radio is also on itunes you can listen to past postcasts on itunes this is your host alejandro and have a wonderful evening <laughs>